Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ladies and gentlemen, before the episode, just want to let you know that there might be, no, there will be a few cuss words. So uh, be warned, but make sure you listen because it's a truly raw, honest, and great episode. In a world where very few people embrace their global identity and seek to understand their neighbors, cross-cultural expert Tayo Roxon is on a mission to bridge this divide. Each week, he'll open your mind with insights from some of the global minds in the world. Get ready, take some notes, and learn how to be the best you that you can be. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Ask Told by Nomads, and today's guest is Holly Kaplan. Now, we all know gender inequality in the workplace is not new. With women still earning roughly 80% of what men are paid, corporate discrimination is more pertinent now than ever. The discrepancies that affect women every single day exist not only in the form of pay, but in tri- treatment, recognition, and respect. These issues are constantly talked about, but has anything really been done to change them? Well, that's why we have Holly Kaplan here. She's an award-winning sales leader for over two decades, and she's speaking up and fighting for change in her new book, Surviving the Dick Click, A Girl's Guide to Survive in the Male-Dominated Corporate World. Kaplan, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. The pleasure is mine. I, I have so many questions with, with a title like that. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> um, but before we uh, we get into those questions, though, I'm curious about how you, you eventually fell into this. You said you've been doing sales for over two decades uh that, yes, that's that's quite the experience you have there what what led your career what jump started your career you know what that's that was what i knew i was going to go into was to was sales because it's in the book i joke about not being smart enough mm. um to get into med school or law school so i knew i was going to go into sales and my, my parents were in it too so it was a natural progression and so i knew i would end up in the corporate world so it was kind of like laid out there for me up front Oh, well, yeah, you got. It. I mean, I, I would argue that you are not smart enough because you're incredibly smart, especially <laughs> after reading a lot of oh, stuff that nice. you <laughs> you put out. But um, uh, the question that I have now is obviously your title: "Surviving the, the Dick Click: uh, Girls' Guide to Surviving the Male-Dominated Corporate World." What exactly mm-hmm. is dick behavior? And how, okay. <laughs> how do you identify and I've, shut it down? <laughs> I had a feeling you would ask that. Dick behavior really just comes along with being a bully. It's really sad to say it. But dick behavior 
Tayo is someone who wants to hold you back. It is as if idea is never a good idea. It is as if whatever you try to achieve or do, they will do something to stop you. It can come in the form of shaming. It can come in the form of bullying. It, Like I say in the book, it can be very direct, just as a direct kick in the balls. But whatever it is to do to elevate themselves and make sure that you do not succeed. And it is a tough, tough battle because you'll look inside yourself and say, you know what? I know I'm doing the right things. And I know I'm fighting for what's right for myself or even this organization, but these people are not letting me advance. That is what the dick click is. Wow. Wow. And, and then, so how do you then identify it? You know, how do you address that behavior or shut it down? Okay. I love that you asked that question because for years I didn't know what it was because I was the only woman in management. So I was like, okay, this must be normal. I'm working with all these men and this must be normal behavior, you know, to feel like you're disrespected and watch them disrespect each other. Um, so I just kind of accepted it. And then I kind of realized I felt like shit. I'm like, this isn't right. This isn't right. And then I realized that, you know what, I've, I've, I've got to do something about this. And for years, I didn't know what to do. I internalized it because I didn't have any women to talk to. You know, I didn't know how to bring up this behavior to HR. I'm like, how do you call HR and go, yeah, the dick clicks on my nerves today. You know, <laughs> um, they don't have, they don't have a structure for that. They don't, you know, it, it's not their fault, but they don't know how to handle that. So I slowly figured out how to handle it by developing a support system within my group of peers. Some were men, yes, because I would lean on them for what the hell do I do with this? And then I ultimately did start to facilitate a relationship with HR. And I think together we kind of figured out, you know, what this was, really. But I but Tayo, I still don't think we have a good way to handle it. Not in my experience at least. Well wow. no and, and you know what what is interesting and I find that I read is that you said what you learned rather quickly in the corporate world is that men have to prove that they're the best and the smartest in the room. Most men save, yeah. you know, there's a constant need for them to outdo each other. And most men save a few in the corporate world function under this premise. Now, this behavior right. you said baffled you because this is not how you operate. Yeah. yeah. Can you talk about right. that? Right. Exactly. That really did shock me because we would start meetings with, all right, guys, like, let's just say management meetings, me, 10 men. Who are we going to fire this week? Who are we going to fire? And I'm like, <laughs> that's really how you kick off a meeting? Boy, I'm so motivated. I can't wait to be a part of this. You know, it, it's, it's like that. It's, it's who you're going to diminish or shame or make fun of, um, really, just to, to, to elevate yourself, um, not yourself, them, themselves. And um, it just wasn't how I was used to handling or dealing with people. You know, I didn't have that approach. I'm, you know, I'm going to open a meeting, not in that manner. I'm going to open it with welcoming people and what can we do as a group? And that was not expressed in my circumstances. And that was really hard to accept and function in. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And the immediate question then, the follow up is to me, how do women effectively function in this environment then? And what's the best way? I'm uh, trying to figure out that out. (laughs) I still am too. And you know what? I ask myself that question all the time. And I think that's, I think that's a couple of things. Um, I, I think just talking about it right now is going to help us learn how to handle it. Um, I also think that women have to be tough. We have to be twice as prepared, twice as smart, and twice as ready for everything else when you are in the throes of the dick click. You really do. Um, to get change, again, like I mentioned before, I think that has to, we have to have corporate support from the HR department 
to recognize these behaviors. So with, there are a couple of different things that we're going to have to do. Okay. And, and what I want to add to that is, you know, these millennials, which I love, are so outspoken. You know, I'm in my late 40s. I just said that right. I'm in my late 40s, and I was not raised to be outspoken and to talk about things. And I was, you know, I was taught to be compliant or polite and respect my elders or whoever my upper level management was. But the millennials, I think, can really help us make a difference and be vocal and bring the stuff up to get change. Okay. No, no. Okay. So I we definitely know that this dick behavior exists. And we obviously, when I started the interview, I talked about the fact that the facts are known. 80% of the, you know, uh, what men make, women make. And even if you go deeper with a different, um, you know, minorities, it's, it's lower. And you said HR support is needed. But what, yep. what about leadership though? Oh, totally. Totally needed. Um, leadership to lead by example. That's what I strive to do. That's what I learned. Lead by example. And then Tayo, even above that, I mean, CEO level. I think there's a big disconnect between the CEO and the feet on the street. And yeah. I think that that person could lead by example too. And I don't really see a lot of that either. And I would like to. I yeah. would. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious about your thoughts uh, about the recent Google memo. I don't know if you read that at all. but um, I did. You did? Now, that's a behavior that is – Unfortunately, thought you know thought of by a lot of people, and for those listening, there was a, a an individual who used to work at, uh, at Google who put out a memo, basically saying that science dictates that women shouldn't uh, be treated as fairly as as men. Now, that scenario, he wasn't really high up there, but he's an individual that could grow up to be in a high up leader and higher based on those those uh, opinions. Mm-hmm. You as was someone who's well versed in this world and and understands that. Um, those type of individuals and dickish behaviors do exist. Are there ways we can mitigate that from early on? Are there things that leadership can start to implement now from the CEO level uh, to help filter, you know, those type of behaviors out of the, the ecosystem? I would love for that to happen. And I think you're right. I think you're right in saying it has to happen early on. And like you said, the gentleman from Google, he was younger, you know, not younger, lower, lower, you know, in the scheme of things. Um, so apparently he's learning these behaviors at a young age, right? Mm. So if we start to correct them now, then maybe we can get them to not occur as they age in their careers. Uh, but again, I think that goes back to us leading by example. And you know how when you go, when you start a new organization, here's an idea. And you have like, well, I've had, you know, sexual harassment training with pretty much every company I've been with. Mm. Maybe we include this. Maybe we fold in something like this early on, you know in your 20s, when you start a new company or whatever company you're going to that learns to practice respect, that learns to practice how uh, they should treat each other. It sounds so basic, doesn't it? It sounds yeah. so basic. I mean, a lot of these things are easy, just hard. Um, they're just, um, how do I say, they're not, I guess they're, they're simple, but they're not easy to implement. Let me put it that way. And, right, right. And it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate, but it's, I mean, on, on everybody's basic level, we all like to think that we all we treat each other equally and all that but then we operate on several unconscious biases on written and written rules and then we get so comfortable with what we know and we don't try to put ourselves in uncomfortable situations even though we know that that would probably make us a better uh person better leader better coworker. and um you said so well <laughs> so well well so let's uh let's talk about your experiences you've had several experiences obviously in 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 your world i mean <laughs> Things to do with bars, boobs, and uh, and strip clubs. But what are some of those uh, weird situations where you found yourself in, and the lessons you learned? Um, 
specifically to to boobs and bars or in general i mean i it's 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 all over because you 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 share some of those stories with strip clubs with and i think you described as bars boobs and strip clubs (laughs) there's a lot yeah that one kind of stood out that was kind of the first shocker of the whole you know beginning of the 20 years um you know it's hard to say I, i think what shocks me the most and this this is probably more general than you want is how often I'm told down told to when I try to stand up to stand down. Does that make sense? Like if I want to if I want to take the lead on something and I'm working with a group of men, you know, let's say there's a project comes up and I email my manager and say, you know what, I really want to take the lead on this. Um, I may not get a response, or if I do, I will be told copied with everybody else on the team that it's been given to Bob. That is really what occurred the most. And it was, it stung every single time. Yeah. It did. And that's kind of a theme throughout the book. You'll see like when, when I talk about interviewing with my manager, when you see um, how I, be- I became a dick too. So it, it's, it's kind of, it, it's all kind of in, in that theme. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. So, I want to talk about that. You said you became a dick. Why do you yeah. feel like a lot of men call women women bossy when they're exhibiting similar behaviors that they do? I hate that. Yeah, uh, no, I hate it too, but I'm just always curious. It seems like I do. I know. Thing. It's true. We're, we're bossy or we're bitches. We yeah, are. Exactly. I don't know. I guess because we're exhibiting, exhibiting the same behaviors and that's the only label they can think of. Mm. What else are they going to do? Say you're strong? You know? Are they going to say you're smart? Probably It'd be nice. <laughs> nice is good. Yeah, nice. No, is no good. I'm I saying think, it, it would be nice yeah. to say that you're strong and. You're, oh, sorry. No, because it's <laughs> okay. So I, I'm asking this question because whenever I do this, I just came from a client meeting and we were talking. Okay. Um, and one of the the problems we were addressing is the fact that uh, there is no gender gender representation on uh, the uh, um, the executive level. That's you know it's lower than they expect. Some of the reasons that the the ladies brought up was that they felt like their voices weren't heard, and some of the men didn't realize that they would talk down on the women, or they would interrupt, or a, a man would say a similar opinion, and they would validate the man's opinion instead of that. And the reason why I love doing these type of interviews, especially with people like you, who are so well versed in this world, and you've experienced it, and you've written a book on it, is I imagine that there are women right now listening who basically feel helpless and hopeless Mm -hmm. and you've Mm -hmm. come out of those situations you know and you look at you you have this amazing book i I guess i I, 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 know you're welcome you're welcome i guess my question is what can you tell them to do to help them empower themselves or really create a situation where their voice is heard call them out you gotta call it out because like you said, when you're mansplained to, which I just learned that term, which I think is hysterical, which is when you are talked down to. Um... <laughs> hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. 
That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Typically, we just kind of absorb it and validate whatever they say. I think we have to change our behavior as women and stand up and speak out and say, hey, man, that's not cool. I need the floor. I'm talking. I need the floor. I need this moment to tell you what I'm trying to say. And too many times I just took it and I'm still learning to speak up. And I think that's the number one thing women can do. And I'll give you an example. Uh, a good friend of mine yesterday said she had a situation on a conference call and she was being mansplained to. And uh, this gentleman kind of took over the conference call and she texted me. She's like, what do I do about this? And uh, she decided to call him back. She called him back and called him out. And um, I think that's the best thing she could have done because I think what that will do hopefully is change his behavior. Okay. And, you know, yeah, sorry, go ahead. I didn't even interrupt. No, no, that's okay. And I just think that's a step. You know, I just think that's a step and say, gosh, that kind of made me feel like crap and hang up the phone. She was like, oh no, you didn't. I'm going to call you up and I'm going to tell you that was bullshit. And that's what she did. (laughs) <laughs> and and um you know that's such a, I love I love that advice but then you know people feel afraid that they would get yeah. fired the consequences and in your opinion what do you tell them I mean because this this is their livelihood they're like no I would take it and then if you take it then you right. don't feel good in your place of work and there's this whole cycle and you're not speaking out no one knows anything but you know you also don't want to get fired it's like this no. double edged sword you're so right and that was so well said because I did that. I didn't say anything because I was like, I'm going to get fired. I'm going to get fired if I say anything because, gosh, this is uncomfortable. And everybody else doing this or being in dick click is so comfortable. And how am I going to break the norm? You know? So I was afraid to go to HR or say something. But I think that we have to. And as a woman, it's hard because you feel like you only have so many cards to play with HR before you're labeled. Right? Yeah. So you really have to be careful how you play your cards. And it's so sad to say that yeah. because when you feel like crap at your job, because you're dealing with a dick click or being bullied or whatever you want to call it, you want to have a safe space yeah. to talk about it. Yeah. Well, so leaders listening, entrepreneurs listening, as you're starting a business, it's important that you create um, this culture that it's understood that there's a safe space as an open, uh, open environment for people to express themselves. So even in your, In your manifesto and your mission statements, you can talk about how you strive for an inclusive environment, but you can also create um, scenarios where you actually explicitly say, if you do feel like you're not being heard, these are the steps and these are the people you can talk to, and it's not going to be a consequence. I encourage you to actually let me know if I say something um, that you feel attacks your personhood. And I think leaders that are invite that sometimes, you know, they definitely lower the barrier a little bit and break down those walls that might exist if someone feels like, oh, if I call them out, would I, would I be fired? Would you not give me an opportunity? But uh, maybe addressing that head on and creating those scenarios would be a, a great way to sort of invite confidence uh, from people to call the people out when you do that. I love that idea. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean, a great idea. <laughs> that's, what I tell, that's what I tell my clients when we work on that. And it's, it's obviously, it takes one person to sort of do it first and then you, it's confidence starts to build. Because uh, 
it's hard for people to believe that they won't get fired if you say say that. But then I there's also an approach that you can have it where you you're not as accusatory, but you're still clear. Uh, and that's that's one of those. That's those are fine. Um, those are honed. <laughs> you have to yeah. hone that that communication skill. Um, they are. What do you think of Cheryl Sandberg? Um, I think she seems like a very sharp lady. I can I can tell you I have not read her book. I haven't. Okay. I didn't read it, but I think it's because I was doing it, and I think it would have felt like double duty. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, the reason the reason why I brought her up, obviously, she's got for those listening, she's got Lean Lean In, which is a book, mm-hmm. and that's that's what uh, Holly was addressing here. And and you know, when going through yours, I, you know, I reminded there were some themes that I got reminded of. Something that she brings up in her book is the fact that um, obviously we live in this male dominant world, and some policies are inherently male dominated. For example, whether it's it's maternity leave, you know, things like that, or, you know, things, rules like early morning meetings, for example, you think that's being mm-hmm. productive sometimes for mothers that, that they can't attend that meeting. And it's not because they don't want to attend, it's because they've got a drop of kids or parking space or taking time off work and having to deal with people rolling their eyes and saying, oh, now I got to get a temp and those type of behaviors uh, where it's like you're almost made to feel bad because of a biological, uh, you know, fact. Right. Or, you know, right. nature. And they forget the fact that they were here because of women. But that's not a discussion. Um, those type of things do play into this dick culture where it's often confused and and uh, in many honestly misplaced where, oh, because you're pregnant, that means you're less productive because we know that you're going to lose a few months because of you're taking care of, of, of a woman, which is or a kid, which is the original CEO position. You're going to be unproductive for us and we're not going to pay you. Mm-hmm. Do you think those are things that can help uh, with the gender equality? Because I, those are arguments that people normally make. Like, oh, well, we can't pay you equally because you're not going to be here for most of the year anyway. <laughs> right, right. They they do do that. They 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 do do that. Not that old tired way of handling things is still the way it is. And you are kind of put in a corner, even though you're a female, you know. And you do you do the motherly things, but and and they they automatically think you're going to do less and that's so not the case. It's yeah. not the case. I think we fight harder because we know that. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think we fight harder. Yeah. No. And, and it's, and that's, that's what I kind of wanted you to talk about because it's, it's definitely not the case. I mean, I, that's just, it's a right. very archaic mindset. And mm-hmm. I wonder though, what type of policies can CEOs put? Is it save more money, like have an emergency fund for maternity leave so that, you know, they, they hate factoring pain, um, women that, you know, do get pregnant. So they feel valued or is it extending? I don't know. I just, I'm trying to figure out the best way. Uh, I think these are great questions because I was pregnant when I was working, you know, and, um, my, my pay for when I was at home got cut in half because wow. it was considered disability. I'm like, okay, wait a second. Disability. So did you know that? Yeah. If you're pregnant, you're on maternity leave. It is considered disability. Wow. So you bring a new baby into the world, and then you're making less money for whatever your maternity leave period is. Isn't that genius? Makes <laughs> no sense. I'm like, dude, where's my disability? I'm having a baby. This is normal. You know, this is what women do. But yet they cut your payback for that time frame. So I think companies need to look at that kind of stuff and go, does this make sense? Doesn't that seem counterintuitive? It does. It, it just does. seems counterintuitive. But yet... Same old thing, same old thing. 
So, I mean, I think we can start with that. Look at how we're doing things right now. How do we fix it? Yes, yes, yes. And you know, the, the funny thing is, obviously, these decisions are often made by a lot of men and not a lot of women. I feel like if more women were on those tables or in those tables having those discussions, these things we brought up because obviously I didn't even know that they have a disability thing. Yeah. And it seems yeah, like, it oh, is. yeah, we just do it naturally. Mm-hmm. This is how we've done it. But if more women were on the leadership table, will say, well, you know that if you do that, these are the costs, blah, blah, blah. And that's, you want them to be, you want your female employees to be more productive and you're basically right. doing the opposite. Blah, blah, blah. Um, right. Instead of feeling like it's a punishment. Yeah. That's, that's insane. But don't make me feel like it's a punishment because I'm, I'm going on maternity leave and you're cutting my pain out. Because you know <laughs> what? I have to buy diapers and I have to buy um, a pack and play and I have to do all this stuff now. Yeah. You no. know, to be a good mom, help a sister out here. You know, I mean, just don't, punish me for doing this awesome yeah thank you for really educating us on that i really appreciate that uh as um as we wrap up here i want i want you to just i want to give you the floor to talk about my generation millennials um <laughs> you you talked about the fact that we we are more spoken we are mm-hmm. we have a lot of causes uh and i'm you know this is good normally i hear entitled lazy all that stuff but um how do you feel like we can channel the tools that we have in the 21st century for effective gender equality? Well, I think what's great about the millennials is that they have the chance to change it. You guys are right there on the cusp to change the way companies are run right now. And I think because you are outspoken and you're unafraid that it will enable you guys to do that. You'll be able to to call off all the old, tired way of doing things because of your voice. That's what I think is going to make the difference. And I've hired millennials. I've worked with millennials and they are unafraid and I think that's what we need to do like we were saying earlier people have been doing things the same way for years and years because it was comfortable I think you guys are ready to make it uncomfortable and be disruptive and we have to have that alright alright I love it be comfortable being uncomfortable don't be afraid to use the platforms you have to to voice out opinions and things that aren't mm-hmm. you know called they haven't been called out in the past and also with the knowledge of you know like what Holly's saying she just let us know that with maternity leave, that's a big problem. Your, your pay can get cut in half. Some people don't even get paid after like two, three weeks or maybe right. a couple months. And as a leader, if you're, especially if you're a millennial and younger, Gen Zero, you're running a company, you've got to think about it from the point of view where you're hiring the best possible people for your company. But what happens when they have to do something completely natural as raising, um, a kid, which is what everybody, a lot, most of the families do. So, how do you get them to stay engaged and stay productive and not look for other options to pay? So, um, really do thank you for enlightening us on that. Oh, sure. All oh, right. sure. I've been thinking about it a long time. So, I'm actually glad you brought it up today. That was a good, <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah. Ah, thank you. Thank you. So, what's next? I mean, you got the book out. Where can people find it? And what are you hoping to do with uh, this book? Are there more? There will be more. I'm glad you asked. It, right now, the book is on Amazon. It's on Barnes & Noble. Um, and my website should be going up within about a week at uh, hollycaplin.com. So I will have blogs. I will have a space for women and men to write because I want this to be a group effort. Like I really want us to be able to talk about this, and that's the purpose of the website is to get everyone's voices out there. And it's amazing how many people I talk to who share the same stories. Awesome. Um, yeah, and I have some speaking events coming up, coming up locally here in Texas and Yay. some in Louisiana where I was raised. Yeah, um, and then I'm I'm working on I'm working on the next book, which is called you might like this 
when the dick is a chick. Because we all know that happens too, right? <laughs> that happens too. So I can't wait to explore that dynamic. And that's going to be a lot of fun because I've been with men for so many years. So I'm looking for support, contributing writers to help me with this one. So I think this one will be a lot of fun. Oh, no, I can't wait. I can't wait. And <laughs> I just love how unashamed you are with your titles. It's, it's, you just call it off what it is. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'll definitely put this out in the show notes, and, by, and your website will be up by the time the episode comes out. So, um, yeah, no, that's great. I, I, do, I do appreciate it, and we'll make sure that's in the show notes. I, I usually wrap up my interviews with this. So, my mission statement is use your difference to make a difference. It's the foundation of everything I do. My mission is to help develop the next set of global leaders by helping them connect across cultures. Um, I'm curious about you. Why? How do you use your difference to make a difference? Talking about it talking about it and being disruptive. I feel like I've lived this for 20 years. And what's the point of living it if you can't talk about it and bring it up and make it uncomfortable, which which parlays perfectly into what you said. It's perfect because my my parents when I first told them I was doing this and they're so sweet, they're in their 70s and 80s and you know, I'm like, "Hey, mom, dad, I write a book about dicks." They're like, "Okay, you're freaking us out." You know, can't you just write a book about women in business or how to handle something? I'm like, no, it's not going to get attention. No one's going to buy a book that says women in business. Someone is going to buy surviving a dick click. So to your point, we have to get uncomfortable. We have to get uncomfortable um, to get to the right spot. And I'm okay with that. It's got to be disruptive. So I'm doing the same thing you are. Same thing. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. you're doing it well. You're doing it well. I, I appreciate you. <laughs> appreciate you coming on. And please, please, please do let me know when all these uh, other websites are out there because I have a you know a funny feeling that I I might know some people that will be willing to write. <laughs> I would love that. That would be super. Uh, I would love that. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you for the time. I appreciate you, you coming bet. on. And um, please uh, continue to help rid us of this thick culture. <laughs> I will do my best. I give you that. <laughs> Uh, thank you for coming on ladies and gentlemen till next time use your difference to make a difference you've just been listening to the as told by nomads podcast for more ways to reach out to tayo and to use your difference to make a difference head over to www.tayoroxon.com Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.